This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and this is episode 37 of Banging on the Drum, I want to say, but... Season two, season two, so... Season two, episode 36, actually, so I was I was getting a little ahead of ourselves there. Oh, shoot. We are going to have some technical difficulties uh, while streaming this one uh, throughout the show. So we just linked up to our live YouTube thing. And I don't think either of us are going to be monitoring it this time because I think we're just trying it out. Um, It's giving me a little faith that it's saying live up on the top of the screen. But yeah, the the air we just had right there is uh, I it I got a thirty second delay on it, so I could then it started hearing myself, so I didn't mute it. But we're we're ironing the wrinkles out, true banging on the drum style. We oh don't yeah, even we just fly it. with it. Right? <laughs> don't don't even test shit out, just go with it. But anyways, I'm your host here, P Dog. <laughs> Joined alongside my co-host in Wilton, M Dog. Yeah, you bet. You're back to having the better bark as well. But all right, there we go. And I think that uh, the one thing we missed with going live here is that it is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin. I thought I got that. I thought I got that in there. Uh, but if we didn't, I now, think, now you know. I feel again, like though. you jumped the gun on the live part with that. Yeah, I think maybe I was too excited. Too excited that we actually figured something out and it actually wasn't that hard. Because usually when I'm trying to figure out something for this show that like takes anything like slightly technical, I feel like I'm just hitting my head against a wall, like being like someone could do this in two seconds. Now I'm watching three videos, speeding up, slowing down, going back, going back, but this only took me one video and I was good to go. Yeah. Um, and I'm worse off than you when it comes to like tech stuff. So I think, I think we're okay here. Things oh. seem to be going much smoother than they were at the, like right off the jump here as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about this. I actually, I think if we're going to jump into kind of the way our show goes and do our overs and unders, I'm about to say that this is my over for the week like this is i'm finding this to be pretty cool to just go straight live i think that this is this is something i've wanted to do kind of for a while and we've been hesitant about it because well one when we started we were fuck ups pretty bad right yeah we swore a lot too a lot a lot and like we had to cut a lot of stuff out um not that we probably shouldn't now but we don't we don't anymore. We just kind of give you kind of raw footage on what. what oh we yeah, about we, during the podcast. We raw dog you hardcore. I just got a thumbs up though. I wonder if someone's actually watching the thing. I see. I seen some pop up that I don't normally see pop up. So ah, hello, nice. hello out there if you're if you're listening. Yeah, and so I I did break the rule that I did my over first, but I think that it was relevant today, and so. 
Um, no, I was going to say another over. There's something different about the cameras today. I don't know if you just look uh, more handsome than normal. Well, well yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, like not that. more than normal. Because we got these shirts on. Yeah. Because... I mean, so, like, this makes me look a lot uglier, like this thing right here. But um, that's what you get when you when you decide to put your money where your mouth is and shit the bed, right? Yeah. Um, and if you want to address that real quick so people know. Yeah. So, so this is uh, a Wisconsin sports podcast. but And we dislike the Vikings very, very much, <laughs> even though we're wearing Viking shirts on our first ever uh, – going live but so we gambled with the uh vikings uncensored uncensored podcast yeah right it's right on your shirt rhino and Lance. yeah yeah and uh basically bet on like the season outcomes between the vikings and the packers and we definitely took the brunt of that loss right there we got stomped this year and so we'll make it up to them next year i'm sure the packers will be much, much better. Doesn't matter who's on the team, who's not on the team. Packers are going to be winning the division and probably the Super Bowl next year. Next two or three years. Pretty easy. Yeah, no, no problem. Rodgers is going to get two rings on out, do the Elway thing, say peace, and and yeah, then we'll be good to go. And then the Vikings uncensored guys are going to be wearing banging on the drum shirts. Yep. Almost for sure. Almost for sure. And, and we're getting new logos too. There's so much stuff that I wanted. You said you're not that techie. Mike was out here uh, making logos Monday and we we got some good graphics coming in. Mike was making a muento bone. Very, very good graphics. I like I like our new graphic a lot. I got to figure out how to get the pixels right to make it so it comes out as our podcast, but our Twitter and our Facebook ones updated and our seven to eight fans loved them. Nice. So I didn't see anybody like, like pay attention to it or whatever, but uh, I do think that it looks better than the old one. So me too. Nice work. Uh, and so it, uh, for my under, I had, I had everything set up like babysitter lined up, everything ready to go. It's going to take the wife out. Uh, last Friday, kid got sick, stayed, ended up staying home. Didn't get a chance to take the wife out to dinner. And like, this is something we never do. And I'm never on top of it enough to like plan something and do the right thing. And so had it all set up, ready to go. Couldn't do it. Well, we probably still could have, but it would have been like a problem. Like my kid was whiny and throwing up and. Yeah, and you don't want to leave your kid with your parent. Who like who was lined up? Yeah, it was my, it was my parents. I mean, they can do it. Yeah, I would have done it anyways. I think I think you messed up there. But it is funny because the first time I called you, I don't know if you remember this, to set up to see if you want to do a podcast with me. You had a kid throw up in the back of your car, so you had to like get off the phone with me. Yeah, was that uh, so? Was that for that, I, or were we just like talking podcast stuff? Because I know it was before it even started. I think it was the conversation where I actually asked you if you if you'd be willing to to join me in in this journey. Okay. Yeah, it could have been. I know I remember we were talking for kind of a while and I was like, we were in the car and my kid just threw up. 
Oh yeah. And I was probably like four or five years deep. So I'm like, like just nonstop talking, talking and talking. No, I was excited about it even then. So I remember I thought you said you were taking your kid to the farm and I thought it was like the oddest thing. You're like, yeah, my kid's sick. I had to take him to the farm, but it was the pharmacy. So I do remember that. Yeah. So it's, it comes full circle, right? Yeah, yeah. Life's a circle. All right. How'd your week go? My week was good. Um, good for the most part. So I got I got a few things unders and overs wise that I'm gonna go over here. So you'll see there's there's actually more overs than unders this week. And I'll try to be fairly quick. I say that a lot, and we never are very quick, but I figure since this is our first live show. I don't think we really explain the premise of this. So like when we start our show, we do our overs and unders. Our overs are the best thing. I mean, you you got the context clues. Uh, the overs are going to be the best things that happen to us throughout the week. The unders are going to be the worst thing. Our little uh, play on betting. That's not that funny, but it's fun for us to do in a format like that. But whatever. Maybe I over explain there. So under first under. So I want to get this out uh, early in the show. This wasn't really me having an under, but it is an under for a community. So the Sparta Baseball Club uh, had a fire. So where they keep their gear had a fire. And so apparently, shoot, I don't remember the age from the club. I want to say it's kids from like six to 18. Um, so quite a few kids, like 80 to hundred kids uh, playing baseball this year. So all the equipment that the team keeps. So I assume there's some catchers gear in there, a bunch of bats, um, uniforms, basically they lost everything, everything they kept in this shed. Um, I think even like the Sparta Miller uh, uses this shed as well. So, I mean, those guys are a little bit older, but like they, they were, They've been a good baseball team in the past in trophies and stuff like that um, from what I was hearing. So a pretty big loss uh, for the Sparta community, Sparta baseball community, at least uh, lost all their stuff. So they are having like a GoFundMe thing. I shared it on our Facebook page. Um, I, I feel like that's the best place that we can actually share it, but I don't know how to say it, but I mean, if you support that community, um, go out there, maybe give them some money, see what they can do. I I will say with every under, there's always the over, the silver lining. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Source of this story is my sister, so I'm going to hang her out to dry. So if this isn't true, which, which I'm pretty sure it is true. But anyways, the Toma Baseball Club, donate seeing that this happened and they donated a thousand dollars to the sparta club so that that's pretty cool because it's pretty small uh i want to say small market stuff i mean i guess that is like a true way to say it uh but and they gave gave sparta a thousand dollars which is going to go a long ways with with those clubs so good job if you have any reach yep if you have any reach or like an ability to like reach out to maybe some businesses or something that you know of maybe put them in that direction because 
I don't know, for me, youth sports was like all that mattered, you know? So like growing up, I didn't care about school or any of that stuff. It was all sports. And so like summertime baseball, I had to have that without that. I would have been terrorizing some like lifeguard or something at the pool trying to get myself arrested. So. Yeah, Mike would have been out ripping doobies, drinking beers, and baseball. Very well could have. You never know. Baseball saved them. But so yeah, go out, support the Sparta Baseball Club. I'll see if we can't get a little. We (laughs) my my nephew like thinks since we have a podcast, we like make money. He was like, Oh, you should (laughs) should sponsor him. I was like, man, I'll sponsor them with the negative money that uh we pull in, but we'll see if we can. Uh, collect a couple bucks and send it their way. Um, but yeah, I want to get that off uh, right away. So go support that community. And then I will roll into my unders because I'm a selfish, selfish person. So, so I guess, I guess my biggest under isn't even that bad of an under is that I am traveling for a uh, event for my wife's work. And it's like not super fancy. It's like a a gambling night or something like that, like gambling night theme. But for some reason, it gets me very anxious and like easy to be agitated. There's a better word for that, Mike. Sometimes you you have a better vocabulary. Yeah, On on edge. Like it just makes me more on edge when I have to like pack for a trip like that. And then especially if I know I got to dress like fairly suit-ish. And then sure enough, like my jacket that I have doesn't match the pants that I had. So I had to go buy some new pants today. But anyways, that's my under is just getting anxious for a trip and having to pack and then knowing I need to like dress nice for an appearance because I'm not a nice dressing guy. I don't have any kids, but I dress like the the biggest dad out there, like Saccone shoes I know everyone's all about the New Balance ones. I take it to the next level. I go, I say Saccone too, and I think it's Saucony, but yeah, I have no idea. So yeah, whatever it is, those those are my everyday wear, uh, just running shoes. But with that, just like the baseball story, there comes an over. So uh, this work event is in Ohio. I've never been to Ohio. I enjoy checking off uh, states on my list. So I get to check off Ohio. And then plus it's like a fully catered. My worst work is like fairly bougie. So they do nothing like halfway. So it's going to be like a cool event. So it's going to be fun. I've met her bosses. I hang out with one of her coworkers fairly consistently which was another under went to a FSU Clemson or another over went to a FSU Clemson basketball game with him. But anyways, fun group of people going to be a great party traveling to Ohio for free. Um, can't get much better. than that. No. Yeah. That sounds like a great time. Uh, when you say it's like a casino night, is there like an opportunity to win real money? I hope not because these people like, I'm definitely, it's going to be one of those events that I'm the poorest, poorest man in the building for sure. Um, At least that's how I see it in my head. Uh, 
because we've had in the in the past i went to like a casino night at like a cancer benefit that was like five thousand dollars a table or some shit like that i don't remember exactly what it was but i remember like going into it being like it's casino night and i'm hanging out with people who can afford to just buy a table for five thousand dollars i was like i'm i'm not even gonna like step up to a table and be like i'll take five dollars worth of chips here <laughs> yeah so that's fair like that would be fairly embarrassing <laughs> yeah so so that um and then my last over uh you guys might be hearing it i don't know if you can hear it mike because sometimes there's some like mic interference thing that like keeps uh background noise which now this is starting to turn into an under but my wife and i foster cats and we got these cats from a hoarder house uh as mentioned last episode and they looked like they were like straight out of like the pet cemetery like they were gross. Like I was like scared to like touch them and stuff. And after two weeks, like they, they were super scared at first. And after two weeks, they like are clean from living with us. And then also they, they look like they're ready to be adopted. They're like very sweet cats. Actually. I enjoyed them after being, like, you know how, like, you don't want to be, like, too mean, like, when something comes in, but you're like, oh, that's fucking real. Like a a baboon's ass. Like, you're like, uh, he can't help it. He can't help it, but, like, it looks gross. Yeah. Uh, so when we, so we started out fostering one of our dogs, and then it just kind of became ours, right? So, like, we ended up adopting him the first night we had him though we had to give him i want to say like three baths because we put him in and like bathed them all up and like we got him out and you can still like feel that he was dirty and like that happened twice and i don't know like sometimes like like strays are just they're rough and so he had come just off the street and then did, did they have have some like uh stuff on him like i remember when we adopted a, a dog from like some sort of agency like it, she came with like i think it was like a flea tick preventative but it was like a very very greasy one so that's not why you're bathing him you were bathing him because he stunk uh so it could have been like we were touching him and he was like maybe like greasy mm-hmm. and we the first time we washed him like so much dirt came off of him and then uh did it again more and so like we probably overdid it and like fucked up his coat or whatever, but we felt like he needed it pretty bad. And it was, it's been a long time now. So, but like, I remember we had to do it multiple times. Yeah, no, I think they actually feel better. Like when we give our dog a bath, you can tell he's like happy. Like we, we just gave him a bath and he was getting like a little like thick. Like when you pet him, he gets kind of like knotted up. So like when he's like fresh and clean, man, he like comes out of the bath, like ready to roll on everything and get that water off of him. And then he's just jacked up for a couple of days. So, so I think they I think they enjoy uh, getting the baths, but that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. So we'll jump into our uh, New Year's checkups. Uh, how are you doing on your goals? So you hitting them? 
No, I'm doing real bad. So my biggest goal was to just not lollygag anymore, which I know Mike said it was a horrible goal because it's like, wasn't uh, measurable. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't specific, wasn't measurable. But I know it is specific and it's measurable to me. Like I can't write down exactly like how much time I lollygag, but I still <laughs> have been lollygagging so much. And I just need to stop doing it. Like I sit in my car for like an extra five minutes. I kill time just sitting in my car. Like it's like, I'll have shit to do and I will just find anything to do other than what I actually need to do. And it's been bad. And I'm in in school right now. Like if you're a a regular listener, um, you know, because I talk about it and complain about it too much, but it's leaking through to that. Like I'm not at a point in the semester, like where my grades are getting bad yet. Cause like I still show up every day and like turn everything in. And I think that's like the main battle, but I definitely with some of the classes I have have not been giving the effort that I should be giving to these things. And it's just purely because I've been uh, lackadaisical and just lazy. But the one thing I will say I'm doing really good on is my fitness stuff. For some reason, I'm the laziest person in the world when it comes to like, I would say things like doing your taxes on time and, and like important, like adult stuff. Like, I mean, I'm married. My wife like takes care of the bills, but like, if it's me taking care of the bills, like I'm like, ah, it's like two days late. Like it's not that bad, but Shit like that, I'm just real bad at. But like when it comes to that's like, why your wife take care takes care of the bills. Yeah, exactly. You're okay with it being two days late. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And she is not, not at all. Like it's a it's a big deal, which it probably is a big deal, but it hasn't ever really like burned me too hard in the past. So but whatever. I my good thing that I've done is like my fitness goals, I have hit them. I've been I've been eating cleaner, not like purely clean, but like my workouts have been up. I've been crushing the gym. So I, I will say if I, I've done one thing well, I've avoided doing my uh other stuff by spending more time at the gym. So maybe I gotta take some effort that I've been putting in there and put it in up. So I don't know. Physical health is very important, Pat. Physical health is very important. So so I guess I got that right. All right. You, what what do you got? Uh, So most of the stuff that I wanted to do, it's going pretty well. Reading, not so much. Now, to be fair, I think we discussed this this in the past. I have completed at least one book. I, I mean, I did read like four books tonight, but they were all, you know, nine pages in there for six year olds. So not really what I was intending for my goal, but give me one title of a book that you read. Uh, I think one of them was Mamasaurus. Okay. was one of the books I read. Um, oh shoot. And these are books that I read kind of consistently too. And now I can't think of a, yeah, give me, well, just give me the, the story. Give me one story. Like, so Mamasaurus is about a, a dinosaur that falls off his mom's back and then he's looking for him. So he talks to all the other dinosaurs in the jungle and they can't find this brontosaurus, right? And 
even though it's the biggest dinosaur in the jungle, they can't find him. And then he runs into a T-Rex and then the mom comes and saves him. Okay. And then I read a super, and then I read the super pets story tonight as well, which is like, just really like a, probably like a 10 page version of the movie. So just really simplified. Uh, there was a broomstick one that I want read last night. I didn't read that one tonight, but it was a, there's a witch on a broomstick and she picks up a frog and a, a bird and a cat and a dog and all this other stuff. And then she runs into a dragon. The dragon's trying to eat her. And then the animals come out of the, like the swamp and they look like a monster and scare the dragon away. There's a joke. There's a joke about a witch on a broomstick that jumps into my head. I I don't know. Yeah. You're probably right. It feels, it feels like there definitely is like, it's like, you know how she stays on her broom so well, Mike. I don't, you tell me. She doesn't wear any underwear. Oh yeah, that's it. That's a oh easy peasy. I guess it's something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, trying to think of another one off. Anyway, my my other stuff is I want to do push ups, sit ups, and uh, squats every day. I've been doing that, and so tonight I have 20 push ups to go, and then. 40 squats when I'm done. And then I got to do sit-ups, but the sit-ups are the easy part for me. feels like so. Yeah, I can tell you you're looking good, Mike. You look- so I'm not, I'm not under 200 pounds. It was a month. So I've been dieting for a month and have not gotten under 200 pounds still today. Now, when I weighed myself today, it was in uh, kilograms and I didn't switch it over, but, um, well, how many kilograms? yeah that's still over 200 yeah that's what i thought and uh i was at 202 yesterday so 92 must be right around 200 you said 92 kilograms 92.2 kilograms 92.2 203 so you're getting there yeah yep see so like way too much way too much i should i need to be like third down like 13 pounds yet it and is I'll feel like really comfortable. How similar our weights are like at, at I guess we're the same size guys. It's not that, that yeah. funny actually. So we probably shouldn't be and around like, the same weight. And to be fair, we're probably built kind of the same, right? That like our body type is similar as well. So we're like the same height and then we have the same body type. Yeah, we're both pussies. Big old yeah. pussies. Yeah. All well, right, Pat, we, you gonna, no, you gonna get mean, into what? <laughs> we do this a lot. So uh I forgot what I was gonna say, but yes, I will get into barking about the bucks. So our bucks segment here, we're gonna we're gonna bark about those guys, and they have been on an absolute heater. Uh, won their last five games, won seven of their last eight games. And all these wins have been in fairly dominant fashion, um, especially the the last five wins. Uh, we'll, we'll go through them a little bit closer uh, down here in a minute. I might have overdid it a little bit. Um, but anyways, right now in the East, they are second in the East. They're two games back from the Celtics, who 
are also another team that's uh, pretty hot at the moment. Uh, they're seven and three in their last 10. The Bucks are seven and three in their last 10. And then the third place team, uh, the 76ers are one game back of the Bucks right now. And they're actually the hottest team in the East right now. Uh, and they're eight and two in their last 10 games. But we will, uh, what do I got? Since our last show, the Bucks played the Nuggets, the Pacers, the Pelicans, and just tonight or not tonight Hornets. and the Hornets. Okay. So we will start here with the Nuggets. So the Nuggets are the number one team in the West. Um, preface for this game, no Jokic going in this game, but the Bucks beat the Nuggets 107 to 99. Uh, Middleton for the Bucks is, was still getting eased back in the lineup. And is actually currently still get getting eased back in the lineup. It looks like a pretty strict, like 15 minute uh, for the first three of these games. And then it's just kind of went up. I think uh, versus the Hornets, he ended up getting 20 games, but we'll stick to this Nuggets game here real quick. And the Bucks just play an all around good game in this one. Uh, handling Nuggets seemed pretty easy without Jokic. Uh, the score didn't, didn't really do it justice. I mean, I, it was an eight point win, but it was never really in doubt in Bucks land. Uh, we'll we'll go through some of the stats here. Mike and I did a lot of this work on Monday, so my memory is a little bit foggy from it. But Giannis scored thirty three points. Holiday scored twenty points. Connington scored nineteen points. So out of the starting five, you know, three of the five. Go over 15 points. Lopez had a little bit of an off night on the offensive side of the floor. And I think sometimes he just does it like when he doesn't need to be used. Um, he only attempted three three-pointers where I would say on like a normal night, he's usually attempting about double that, um, at least when the Bucs need him to do it. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Not much to say about that one other than all-around good game. Bucks uh, outshoot the Nuggets from the floor. Um, outshoot them from three. So they shot 47% from the floor, 43 from three. And the Nuggets shoot 39% from the floor, 32 from three. Um, I do have one theory, which... Uh, a real Bucks fan would probably call me a dumbass, but I just think this Bucks team just crushes people on the boards, and it is put to rest in this game um, because the Nuggets actually out rebounded the Bucks fifty-one to forty-nine. There was definitely one game in this stretch that I'm going to talk about that the Bucks just like dominated the boards, and it was just very apparent when we were watching it. But, but yeah, good game. They're staying hot. I'll try to go a little bit quicker on these, these next games here. So next game we had uh, was in Indianapolis. So versus the Pacers there. The Bucks beat the Pacers 141 to 131. Uh, just whoop some ass in this game. Uh, at halftime of this game, the Bucks were up 85 to 56. And then just coasted on out. Uh, Giannis has 
41 points in this game and pretty much just did whatever the heck he wanted. And like I said in the last game, the, the score didn't really do it justice because um, the Bucks just rolled the Pacers front. They put up like 49 in the first quarter, right? Yeah, and I think when I was watching that one, they were – oh, no, they put up 45. 49 did happen recently. Um, that might have been – no, it wasn't the Pelicans. It, it might have been the last game we didn't cover. It, it, I think it was against okay. Detroit, um, which I think – yeah, no, we actually covered that one on the last show. But – Getting back to this Pacers game, um, just get some stats out here because Giannis has been absolutely crushing it. So Giannis, like I said, had 41 points in this game, 12 rebounds, six assists. Uh, Holiday scored another 20 points. Now I feel like I'm looking at the same box score, but I'm not actually because Middleton – Another game with 15 minutes, scores 17 points. And this game, his plus minus in this one was 21 points. Uh, he was 0 from 4 from three-point land. So there's still some kinks in Middleton's games that were getting worked out here. But it does look like in the Hornets game, he was back to basically firing on all cylinders. But... Bucks roll the Pacers, and then they move on to the Pelicans, which apparently they just friggin' have been owning the Pelicans, but the Pelicans have been playing like shit lately. I think they're one and nine in their last 10. And I think Zion's down, and yeah. that's a big piece of it. Yes, that a huge, huge piece of that uh would be Zion's down. Um definitely did not play. In this game, when I say definitely, I just wanted to double check one more time. But yeah, he he's hurt. So Mike and I are just getting back into the NBA swing swing of things. Um, Giannis puts up 50 points in this game. Hit two threes late to put him to that 50 point uh, uh, mark. But I want to say, like, I seen something on Twitter that was like Giannis scored in the last like five games versus Pelicans is like averaging like 40 points versus them. So yes, I saw something that he's been just dominating them. Yeah. And so in this game, we'll focus on uh, Middleton getting back up to health. So Middleton got three extra minutes in this game. So that 15, 15 minute leash gets extended. Um, but he only does come up with uh, nine points in this game. Um, but, yeah, when you're you're crushing a team, like, they crush them. So let me see if I can do some quick math on the fly. So I was scoring 37 to 19 in the first quarter. And, and like, it, it was basically over from there. Um, and actually go tit for tat in the second and third quarter. Scoring the same amount of points. And then the Bucks outscore them again in the fourth quarter. But th- this one was never in doubt. Um, Giannis put on a dominant performance. Um, and we do give out an award every week now. 
uh, called the best job of the week or the BJ of the week. And we, we give a guy on the Bucks team, the BJ and yeah, it, it's going to be tough. We try not to give Giannis too many BJs because we know he's just going to be getting all the BJs in Milwaukee. Uh, so, so if we have but, a reason to give it to somebody else, we're giving the BJ to somebody else. However, this week feels like we got to give the BJ to Giannis, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definite, definite BJ worthy week for Giannis. Um, let me let me get back to exact. So thirty three versus the Nuggets, then forty one versus Indiana, and then fifty versus the Pelicans, and last but not least, thirty four points versus the Hornets. Your quick math, Mike, how, how many points a game when you say that is? Got to be like 40, right? 40 points a game. So, yeah, so it's like 160, somewhere in there, because it's 50, 41 is 90, and then 33 and 33 is 66. So it's 160, so it's over it's over 40 a game. But in this Hornets game, I know I've been talking a little bit about too much about uh, Middleton getting healthy, but this this game Middleton looked real slick. So it, it was going back and forth throughout the first second quarter. End of the third quarter, uh, Middleton turned it on, scores like seven points, and I want to say two minutes. Um, Javon Carter stepped up, hit a three, and then just owned the end of the the third quarter in this game. I then posted through the fourth quarter, but yeah player of the game in this one definitely was Giannis again 34 points 18 rebounds um I, I don't know how how you can give it to anybody else but just summing up those what was it four games that that we have had since the last show that we put on uh the team just looks so damn good like everybody looks good like Joe Ingles looks good to me um I'm not very like digging, diving in, trying to find like shitty things about these guys, but just like the way the ball works around when Giannis is in there, you know, he basically has been doing what he wants. I will say, you know, we get pretty lucky. We play the Nuggets without Jokic, which, you know, is a complete game changer. If he's in there, that it's just a different game. Um, And then other than that, play a struggling Pelicans team, a shitty Hornets team, and a decent Pacers team. So, um, yes, they're on a five-game winning streak, but with as good as this Bucks team is um, and how everybody's going to be and take this team for granted, th- these are games that they should win. They did. So they did what they were supposed to do in this stretch. Well, so they're doing what they're supposed to do. They look dominant. Um I feel like everything that I'm reading about it, um, Giannis isn't playing like 35, 40 minutes. He's playing closer to 30 minutes every game, which is um, a good sign that if he's not even in the game for like a good quarter of it, they're probably in good shape. Yeah, he's averaging right around 32 minutes, minutes per game, so. Yeah, so, so yeah. if he's not right around 40, I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. yeah, no, it can't be going much better than it is. So 
we'll do it. We're we're gonna give out the BJ live on YouTube, live on the air, and the BJ, the best job of the week goes to drum roll. Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I'm really glad that you said that because I don't think I can like consistently pronounce his last name correctly. It's yeah, pretty no, sad. I, I got it down pretty good now. Yeah. But what what um, do we do, Mike? We that, that man, man uh, a BJ. A BJ. We can't ever time that up too great. No, we're yeah, that one's a rough one for us, <laughs> uh, but that's all right. Yeah, I think that I, in my opinion, Giannis deserves it. I think if we can get another ten minutes out of Middleton and he has a couple pretty good games next week, we can shift it that way for sure because he's just coming back off the injury too. So, yeah, yeah, and then when they were both out, Holiday stepped up uh, in their absence and. I don't know. I, I hear that the, you know, people are worried about like the Bucks depth, and I mean, the the NBA is crazy. Where like when you get to the playoffs, it is a different game, and you do need to be a little bit deeper. Uh, but I don't know this this depth that I see that like even if you're clogging the paint and shutting down Giannis, like that tends to happen in the playoffs. There's so many decent to good to really good shooters in Middleton, which we've had. Holiday's step back shot just looks like it's on point. Uh, Javon Carter can hit threes. Wes Matthews can hit threes. Angles can hit threes. Lopez can hit threes. You know, it, it just seems like it's, it's a very well-constructed team. Um, so there's a – there's a few like uh, like trade rumors out there. Do you think that affects the way our the team is constructed? Right. So if you is I uh, forget the first name, but it's Crowder. Jay. Yeah. Uh, if you get a, if you can bring a guy like that in, are you willing to give up a like a player piece? I mean, if it is like what the rumor is, which. Um, when we had Canine Kyle on the show, it sounds like like a package including Grayson Allen for Jay Crowder. Uh, I would have to go and look at like what Jay Crowder's doing for Phoenix right now, which from what I understand isn't like that much off the jump. I, I just don't get the the hype around that trade. Like it it seems like people are more excited about it than they should be. I do think it's partially because Jay Crowder is a Marquette guy. Um, so okay. people people get excited about that. But I don't think it would hurt. I mean, he's definitely been there, done that, been on good teams, and, you know, holds his own uh, shooting threes, playing defense, I think. I could be wrong about that, but uh, pretty sure that's that's kind of his game. Yeah, I don't know um, about the defense part, but I'm pretty sure he's a like a he's a shooter. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it helps. It probably it's, helps. I, I would say, yeah, they're probably better off. Better question: Do you want them to make a move where Grayson Allen moves out and Crowder comes in? 
Yeah, I, I would think so, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't have much conviction behind that, but yeah. yeah so it seems like my it would opinion be better. is that like the only thing I would worry about is screwing up the chemistry of this team. Because the way they're playing right now, they're so good. I would imagine that the chemistry is very high as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you could be right too. Is it? But I don't think Jay Crowder is like a guy that comes into your locker room and you're going to be like, you, you know, the pecking order is pretty well set in Milwaukee. It's going to be Giannis. It's going to be Middleton. It's going to be Holiday. It's going to be Lopez. You know, maybe like the fifth spot could be in question, but Connington has been putting up pretty good minutes. So, it is just like adding depth to your bench, which, you know, is never a bad thing. Like I said, like in the playoffs, it does seem like that comes into play more. And then there's games where we can't use Grayson Allen because piss poor defensively in certain situations and right th- things like that. So, I mean, like if you can fix that, like where you don't really have a guy that another team can take out of the game and make it so you have to go to different guys on your bench, but you know, maybe they can find a way to play a game where another guy is, you know, going to be rendered irrelevant for the series. So, but yeah, I, I think it would be cool to get Jay Crowder, but if we don't, you know, my heart's not broken. If we do, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be like, Thank God we got rid of Grayson Allen or whoever, Grayson Allen and George Hill and a, a second round pick or whatever the hell it's it's gonna be for that. So like I said, I don't have too much conviction behind that, like being the thing that's like, okay, now we're on stop, guys. Yeah, I would agree with that. That I don't know that this changes like the ability of this team, I'd be just worried about the chemistry going forward. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to be transitioning to barking about the Badgers. Um, so we've had two games since we last uh, had the podcast. We lost to Maryland 73 to 55. Um, didn't get into that one too much. Didn't feel like we had much of a chance in that Maryland game. though. Seemed like we were behind early, stayed behind throughout. Um, and then Saturday we lost, yeah, Saturday we lost to Illinois, 61 to 51. Uh, that game was played very, very slow in the first half. Badgers scored a total of 16 points. I want to say that Illinois had like 21 or 20. So we only like 36 points out of both teams in 20 minutes of play. The Badgers scored three points in the last six and a half minutes. Of the first half, so it got pretty, uh, pretty slow there. And then uh, I want to say that they go up. Tyler Wall sat the last fifteen minutes of the first half too, because he got two early fouls, and then uh, guard just told him that he had to like cool down, I guess, or whatever. Um, midway through the second half, the Badgers were leading. I don't remember the exact minuteage, like, but like eleven. Minutes or so, they're up 39 38. And 
Illinois goes on a 17 to four run. No, 22 to four run. And they go up, end up going up 17 until there's like four minutes left. So they had two cold spells in this game that like they just couldn't score points for big stretches of time. So like seven minutes in the second half, six and a half minutes in the first half. I mean, luckily they, Illinois wasn't scoring in the first half either, but uh, they just, they need a guy that can come in and play at a high level when they're not scoring. Like just a guy that you can give the ball to and say, give me two points um, or, you know, give me six points in the next four minutes. You're going to be the only guy that gets the ball. We're going to play ISO hero ball, right? We're, we're going to treat you like LeBron James. You have to get us buckets, figure it out. Um, and I think that that could change the team a little bit that you just change the pace of play. You adjust, make Illinois do something different. I know that's not what the Badgers have done in the past. They've always played the slowdown game. It's always worked for them. I actually don't. I know a lot of people that hate the slowdown game and they think that that's kind of ruins what Badger basketball could potentially be. But I think that like to come into the Kohl Center and beat them is strange. I think I heard on the on the broadcast that they've been beat in the Kohl Center maybe like 60 times ever. That's in 20 years, right? So I think it opened in either the early 2000s or the late 90s. So even if it's 25 years, 60 60 times losing in that arena is pretty damn good. And then they've got like three of them already this year, four of them already this year. But um, as far as stats go, Chucky Hepburn had 15, Klesman had 12. So they played pretty good games, but that's kind of the only guys that really did anything that they shot 33% from the floor uh, and the three point line, not, nearly good enough. And then even on the free throw line, they only shot 57%. Uh, something's got to be better than that. You can't do, you got to have one area of your game that is elevated, especially if you're not going to be good from the free throw line or the three point line, three point lines, probably not like terrible, terrible 33%, but it should probably be closer to 40 than it is to 30, you know? So your average for the year should be 35, 36. And then on games you win, it should probably be 39, 40, you know, and then games you lose, you have games like this. For sure. Uh, yeah. This was an absolute dog shit game. Like I had a bartender turn it. I was getting ready to go to the FSU game and I asked a bartender to turn the TV on, which was like the only TV in the little bar we were in. And I was making like a whole bar watch this game. And I declared that I was a Wisconsin fan before the game. And it was, it was pretty embarrassing. But. Yeah. I think that uh, like they're just underperforming in the Wisconsin system. If they could perform in the Wisconsin system, it'd be fine. Right. If you can figure out how to make them go on the two spells where they can't, they can't yeah. shoot instead of us go on those two spells and we only have one, we win the game. And that's what they did to us is they only had one of those spells because their last six minutes of the first half weren't very great either. But 
we couldn't do that to them in the second half, and they did do it to us. And I'm sure that it has something to do with the defense. I think Wall needs to be playing more often. Like, even if he got two fouls, we need him in the game more consistently. And then, when, like I said, when we are going into these slumps, which we've done every year I've ever watched the Badgers, they go into these six-minute slump where they've scored four points during that time, which just isn't good enough. They need someone that can, like, you send them off the bench and you say, all right, figure something out. Like, you're getting the ball. It's your time to shine. Do something for us. And I get that that guy isn't always like starter material. He doesn't always do what the team needs him to do. But that's a guy they need is a guy that just can light a spark to some extent. Yeah, definitely didn't have that in this game. Like they had five points come off the bench. Uh, a Seijin goes 0 from 5 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3. Just an awful performance, but it does look like I was trying to think of who this guy was that was playing pretty well. So Matthew Mayer from uh, Illinois, yeah, that guy, that guy had a good game. So yeah, like twenty six points. And that's, yeah, uh, that's all they needed in that game to basically sit the Badgers down. Yeah, and they had eighteen in the. He had eighteen in the second half. He only had eight in the first half. I mean, only eight. That's a pretty good first half, especially in the Big Ten in a game where only twenty four points or whatever was scored in the first half. No, twenty. I think it was sixteen to twenty. It was. It was twenty to yeah, sixteen to twenty. Um, so thirty six points. He had eight of those points. It, it was bad. It was embarrassing. How. Like, I wasn't, like, being, like, a cocky asshole, like, Badger fan, but I was, like, I'm a Badger fan. Like, can you get this game on? And then they turn it to, like, I want to say Iowa was playing uh, someone in women's basketball. It was Iowa versus whoever. And I was, like, no, it's Wisconsin, Illinois. And the guy was, like, oh, Illinois, Iowa. Like, I was, like, yeah, like, Florida. Like, (laughs) Illinois and Iowa are the same thing to a Floridian. Um, Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Florida, but, Alabama, you know, <laughs> same same difference to me. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's that was a rough game. It was not pretty to watch. No, and so they're, I mean, they've lost six of their last seven, and that's kind of the way it's going right now is that they're not playing good enough to win. They're not winning the games that are tight, and so – it's a, it's a rough outlook at the moment. They need to figure – they need to – change something up. They need to figure out how to win. They got a couple of games coming up that I think are winnable. Ohio State, Northwestern. I think the next three, when I was looking at them, were, were winnable State. games. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe it's not Northwestern. Maybe it's Penn State that I was thinking. Um, no, it's Northwestern as well. So it's Ohio State tomorrow, uh, Northwestern on the 5th, Penn State on the 8th, Nebraska so yeah, it's it's a stretch against the bottom five, which the Badgers are in that bottom five, right? But big ten, basically. If you can string together those four wins or whatever, that'd be that'd be looking in the right direction. Get some of your confidence back. Go in and like start beating some teams that should be more like competitive with you rather than you getting blown out by. Yeah, if you win your so let, let's look at it this way. So Ohio State is three and seven in the Big Ten. So 
If you win that one, the Badgers are five and six in the Big Ten. They beat Northwestern, which is actually six and four in the Big Ten. So maybe Northwestern's not that team, but it is in Madison. Whatever. Long story short, you win your next four games that are very winnable. You know, you're eight and six in the Big Ten, and that's that's gonna bang with yeah, that's doable, right? Yeah, that, then you're sitting decent. But they need to do something fucking different than they did against Illinois because I, I was just like shaking my head, like making the joke, like, yeah, we play first one to 50, wins this game, and shit they like beat that. them to 50. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Badgers are looking rough right now. They need to turn it around, right? That's, that's what it comes down to is you have to play better basketball. Um, hopefully, with Tyler, Tyler Wall coming back and now kind of maybe getting his legs under him, we'll be all right. Yeah. Can't get him in foul trouble. Yeah, there, there's no depth. This Badgers team is like, for lack of like a better term, like obviously they're probably all good dudes or whatever, but it's not very deep. And like even the top end of it isn't like blow your doors off talent, uh, right. Johnny yeah. Davis shit. But it's it's a team that needs to play as a team. Um, well, Johnny Davis leaving early definitely hurt that recruiting class. Yeah. Right? So that year's recruiting class, I mean, to some extent, had to be based on Davis. Yeah, they don't shoot not free throw throws for shit. Yeah, they, they don't do anything too great right now. So, so something needs to change for sure. Yep. All right, moving on from the Badgers. We know we got to change it up. Uh, we're going to go into our Bing Bong Challenge, which is kind of how we uh, gamble or bet against each other on this on this podcast. Basically, a Bing Bong is 100 points, or uh, 100 Bing Bongs is what we put on every game. <laughs> Bing Bongs and, are points uh, or, or monetary Bing value. Bing Bongs are actually currency. In the in the world scheme of things, the best currency you can have. But, anyways, keep explaining. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we've been picking every game for the entire year. We take one dog to be an outright winner every That's week. A double and, dog. Yep, and uh, Coney basically Island how we've dog. how we've come out. Yeah, Coney Island double dog that Coney Island basically doesn't exist anymore. But oh, it does. Apparently they're in Michigan. I've I did not know that. Yeah, I thought it was more local myself, but uh anyway, so we've been betting the whole year. We are currently sitting 60 points apart. Um we through the playoffs we've been betting 500 bing bongs on each game. Uh I currently sit at negative 690 bing bongs and pat sits at negative 750 bing bongs so we're right there we're in the same vein uh pat was down big at one point made a roar and comeback i actually made it to positive at one point from being down like 1500 uh after the wild card weekend i think so uh it's sketchy right so don't you should, probably should not be following with us and gambling with us. Last week we split um, 49ers at Eagles. Uh, I took the 49ers. Pat took the Eagles. 
Uh, Eagles won that game pretty easily, 31 to 7. It doesn't hurt when Brock Purdy gets hurt on like what the first series. Yeah, that that game was over with before it started. I mean, like once that happened, that that game was over with. Uh, Josh Johnson, uh, the the uh, quarterback that's played for damn near every team in the league. You know, it it just didn't look like he had the reins in it. I want to say they had like five delay games, like when he came into the game then it got to the point where even he got banged up and it looked like Christian McCaffrey was going to have to be the quarterback so that was interesting like I I think they should have like actually tried to do that I mean I'm sure they didn't practice it enough but like I would imagine that um Shanahan probably has like eight plays in his playbook that are wildcat plays anyway something like that you could, I mean, I get that your game plan probably wasn't to do that because the Eagles are probably just going to line 10 up in the box. But you have Debo Samuel, you have Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. Um, Kittle. I guess if it might make you have Kittle, it might make it a little bit easier if uh, Elijah Mitchell was still in, right? But he didn't, he didn't start the game either. I would have been really interested to see who wins that game if Purdy stays healthy or if you have like Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup instead of Johnson, I think that that would have been a very interesting game with a competent quarterback. I know you don't believe that, right? I I don't overly believe that. Like, I I think the Eagles still get them. I, I was sitting in the camp, which I know I wasn't sitting there alone by any means that Brock Purdy was going to, have a game where all of his mistakes started to come back to bite him because the 49ers were a much more talented team than I would say the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have a fairly talented roster, but I think if you look at at those teams, you say the 49ers are a better team than the Dallas Cowboys. I think this game was the first game they went into, like where it was like, I don't know. I think the Eagles are kind of a better team than them, if not right on par with them. And those, you know, he had like three pickable balls in in the Dallas game that maybe one of them got picked. I actually think he had like four and one of them got picked. And I was just like, I was like, it's it's over. Like it's it's gonna come to the end. But he got hurt, so he didn't even really get to prove that. So that kind of sucked. But I yeah, I would have way rather watched that game with Brock Purdy. It was a pretty dog shit game. Like, yeah, so I I just feel like third string quarterback went down. Right. So if you can even just stay on the field longer, the defense doesn't give up 31 points. Right. So um, they got them tilt pretty bad there, especially like r- around the third quarter, late third quarter time frame. They were just like, it felt like they knew the game was gone, but there was yeah. no chance they could win. Lots of like everything was going against the 49ers too. Like, yeah. In pro- every in- call, everything like, and I don't think it was like bad officiating i know there's a lot of people out there that do think it was like bad officiating but i just think it was what it was it was like you know a team was frustrated trent williams is like 
let it all show. Like I didn't even like almost blame him at that point. It's like, gosh, dang it. Like we keep coming this far because the 49ers is kind of as frustrated as we are as Packer fans. Like they've got it just as bad as us. Like, I mean, they've kind of had our number as the Packers, but they, they have not had the league's number. Like when, when's their last Super Bowl victory? 94. Right. Yeah. But, so, so it was the break year but that the Cowboys did not win it. Was yeah. the last time they won it. 94 or 95. Yeah. Yeah, it must so have been they, 94. They've had Cowboys winning 95, now. Packers winning 96. Yeah, um, for sure. But like I think for a long like the difference between the Packers and the 49ers is the 49ers for a long time uh after TO left were terrible. Right. So when they when they got Alex Smith. They were bad for probably a good 10 years. Yeah. I mean, they were like, yeah, they were really bad for a couple of those years. But they, you know, it wasn't all so bad. Like, because even with Alex Smith, they were like fairly competent. As you mentioned, when they had like Jeff Garcia, Garcia. They were okay with Garcia. But so then you go, you go from Garcia to, um, Alex Smith. So they get Alex Smith because he's the number one overall pick at some point in there. And yeah. Then, I think there was a window. Like, I don't think it went straight from Garcia to, I could be wrong about that. I don't think it went straight from Garcia to, um, to Alex Smith. Like, I want to say yeah, there was like a right. Achilles Smith. Like, there was like a whiff on a, a quarterback in there somewhere. But that's yeah. probably the wrong one. And then they get Kaepernick for a few years and then they get bad again. Right. So the, they're like pretty poor again there for a while. And then they make a run back. Yeah. But it, it hasn't, it hasn't been that bad. It's not like, it's I mean, not the the pack, you're right. It ain't yeah. The it's not the low of lows and the high of highs. Like, I, I think the Packers are a little more level than, than the 49ers yeah. have been. Less turbulent. Yeah. Yeah. I like that word. I like that. Uh, so, anyway, going on to the second game of the weekend, the Bengals were minus one at the Chiefs. I took the Chiefs. I thought they would win that outright. Um, Pat took the Bengals. So, I think technically I got a double dog on my Chiefs, which is what makes it close. Um, I guess I probably could have been taken for a double dog on both, but I wasn't because Pat's generous to me, I think. He took one off for me. So, I did have the Chiefs double dog. Uh, in that game, I felt like everybody's complaining about the officiating in that game. I think that's pretty standard officiating. And I, I think it was – people are going to really hate me for this, but I think it was mostly fine. I don't think that the officiating was like this horrendous thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I – I watched that game like pretty closely and I do think that the uh, uh, Bengals lost on a brutal call. Like I actually, that's not the right way to say it. Like the call was right, but it was brutal. Like it was yeah, yep. the highest expense that, that you could have in a situation like that. Yep. And it, it was like bang, bang, like, it wasn't 
you know, it wasn't like someone making a stupid play, like, you know, talking yeah. shit or like punching somebody. Like it was, it was a football play that was yeah, predominantly called a, a penalty. And then especially when it's Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Yeah, that, that could have pretty easily, easily been called a, a penalty on Pacheco if he was the guy running it right there. Yeah. Pretty easily could have been. Um, might not have been, but could have been. I thought that Should was have been. the right call. Um, I think that's the highlighted call there. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. feel like I feel like earlier in the game, the Chiefs got some calls that kind of like dicked them over as well. Cost them a few things. And I can't remember specific examples, but I thought the officiating was like just pretty standard. NFL officiating throughout the game and it just cost the Bengals more at the end of the game. You know, um, I thought there was a couple times that I was like, Oh, look at the chiefs. They're going to run away with this thing. And then I, I want to say penalties made it so they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. With those Bengals or Bengals versus chiefs games down the stretch it or in the future, and in the past, like those penalties are going to be super highlighted because it's both offenses that can like get the ball down the field. So like when you turn a first and 10 into a first and 20 instead of a first in, or a second and five on, on the thing. So it's, it's basically yeah. one of the tools for the defense to get a stop. It's like you kind of got to pray like that they messed something up because these teams, if you give them three plays to get a first down, their offenses are so good that it's, it's just tough to do it with just your standard defense. Like you need a blitz that they don't see. You need, you need some way to make their not be a possible game, which sounds like some John Madden would say, but which great genius there, but it. I don't know. It sounds obvious, but it is something like the Packers, no, like, like you can get them off the field this last year, like three and out. You didn't need a penalty. Yep. Like they, they can do it to themselves. These teams don't do it to themselves. They, they go, go, go. Right. And even if you do get a penalty, you might not get them off the field. I yeah. do think the, the one uh, call that the officials kind of like really screwed the pooch was the do over play. Right. So they give them an extra play on third down or they redo the third down. Um, I did hear Gene uh, Sterator, the I want to say it's the one of the officials for like CBS or NBC or one of them. And he uh, he just said that, like, you can't not correct that. Like the clock, you can't just go back and redo it. You know, maybe if you're in a high school game or something like that. You could try to figure that out. But in the NFL, you have to reset the clock because seconds always matter. And we saw that last year with the uh, Chiefs-Bills game. Yeah. 13 seconds to go when they go down and they get a field goal, right? So, like, if you just got that wrong by three or four seconds, that probably affects whether or not they can do it. Yeah, especially with those two teams. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those two teams are – I mean, they're the class of the AFC – for sure. And 
their offenses are going to be dominant. So you probably have to fix that. It's just, it would have been nice if he would have been running onto the field, like trying to impact like the quarterback or whatever, like get in front of his face to shut it down, you know, and that's not the way it happened. And so it looks sketchy. Yeah. I wish I would have known you were going to talk about this more and went back and looked at it because I'm drawing a blank, which it seems like I shouldn't be drawing a blank on on this, but I I don't recall exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so I I want to say it was like the last drive that they were on. And so uh, third down happens, but the clock, so they were supposed to stop the clock at the beginning of the third down, right? So in the second down, they're supposed to stop the clock. So they run third down and they don't do anything with the ball, right? The whole play runs through. Then they come back on and they say, well, the clock was running. It wasn't supposed to be running. We have to replay third down and we have to set the clock back to whatever number it is, right? Yeah, gotcha. Three three minutes, 27 seconds, whatever it is. We have to set it back to that. So like, so they just rerun the play. They have a better play. And then on fourth down, I think they get like a pass interference call or something like that. And so they end up getting the first down based on decisions from the referees. Um, Now the pass interference call looks like it was legit. And, you know, if it's a legit call, you, you make the call, but like, and we'll get into this a little bit later, I think with our hot in the streets, but you know, everybody is screaming that the NFL is rigged because of like things like this. Yeah. And I, I just don't buy that even the officials are rigging games. So, yeah, no. And yeah, let's just move and we'll touch it again real quick. So for Super Bowl picks, let's, let's hit this quick as possible. Less than two minutes, Mike. So we are not, we're not going to be definitive on our picks right now, but I just want to know, who you are sitting at right now line opened at minus two. And I think that's what you picked this at Eagles minus two, but what are you thinking right now? And I'm going to get an updated line for us here real quick too. Yeah. So I picked it more straight up and I think I'm on the chiefs. If I, but I think that's more my heart. I have an issue with the Eagles for some reason not positive like what that issue is it might be Sirianni I think that he looks and acts like a clown most of the time um yeah but uh the more I like hear people talk about the Eagles the more I feel like I'm flipping that way so I'll let you get into like who you got yeah I I would say my head just tells me it's too easy. It's it's the Eagles. The Eagles are the better all-around team in this one. Uh, Mahomes, you know, he did what he had to do against the Bengals. Still didn't look like completely 100%. And I just think the Eagles' defense is good enough to do it to him. But that being said, I'm not hardlining it because it just seems too obvious to me where, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that obvious. I, I think it's going to be a healthy game. I think this is one of the better Super Bowl matchups we've had in a long time. Yeah, I, I'm 
I'm excited about the game. Um, I think the setting changes what that game is and makes makes people play differently generally. Right. So I think the experience is what I'm leaning on with the Chiefs to some extent. But uh, that's kind of our quick preview. We'll get into that more next week, and we're going to move on to some hot in the streets and. Hopefully we won't like get lo- too lost in the weeds on our first couple here. Yeah, I won't. I'll try to keep you on track on this one. You go you go for the first one. All right. So um, a lot of people out there are stating that the NFL is rigged. Um, and then I hear a lot of talking heads say that, how would it be rigged if like you'd have to keep so many people in the dark about it and you'd have to, right, even if it's just officials, you know, I don't know how many officials the NFL kind of employees, but I think it's like seven or eight a game. Right. But the only, and I, and I don't really lean on like that. The NFL is rigged. The only way the NFL is rigged is if the guy in New York, right. So he's calling in and he's saying, you have to move this ball yard, right? It's yard up. You got the spot wrong. That's the only person that would know if the NFL is rigged, because I don't think the officials are smart enough to like question it or go back and look at it. So it'd be just a handful of people that are watching the game from New York and adjusting calls from there for the officials. That's the only way it's rigged. It's not the officials on the field that are rigging the game. It's not players. It's not coaches. It's not anything like that. The only possible way is if the people in New York are like, all right, this is the this is how you have to make this call. You made this call wrong, move this spot, something like that, right? And nobody's questioning it. Uh, that's really the only way I could see it happening. Yeah, no. And even, and, it, and even then, it has to be in specific situations. You can't be like, oh, you got to move this ball f- five yards up because of this. And like the official would be like, but that shit didn't happen, right? There, there's too many holes there to just like actively do it. It would have to be on something like, a play where you want to see it go the other way. What I actually think is happening is like in the Eagles 49ers game, if somebody's saying like that, that stuff is rigged. I think the officials are giving the benefit of the doubt to the Niners almost all the time because they know they're not going to come back and win. And so it just makes it easier to like keep the flow of the game going. If you're kind of, benefiting the Niners and not the Eagles as much after it's 28 to seven, whatever, seven or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, and I know that as an official for like stuff that had nothing on the line, I was for sure doing stuff like that. Right. If a team was up 25 points, I was just like, all right, so they're not going to get very many foul calls when I'm officiating a basketball game. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And these guys are like way better. I, I just don't get like the means to the end, like in, in why it really benefited. I I guess it's going to be a better game than if Brock Purdy or whatever, uh, the 49ers end up winning that game uh, with a fourth straight quarterback. So like, I can see you'd be like, okay, we, we want two healthy teams going at it, but then in the next one, Patrick Mahomes is hurt and, yeah, I, I yeah. just don't see like what would be rigged about these two teams in it. Like, sure, Phillies 
a huge market, but KC, they got great sports fans, but it's not like it's not like the but since but Cincinnati probably has more of a like a pull, right? So they probably have the same amount of pretty dang close to the same amount of fans. Maybe KC's got a little bit more because they've been good for a while. But Cincinnati, like you're create you've created so many fans of like a Joe Burrow and of this of the team because of what they did last year. And then to continue something like that, you just cement those fans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get what's better about this storyline yeah. than if right. either of either of the teams. So yeah, I don't get the purpose of like like rigging that game. Right. I don't it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next one we have is the Pro Bowl. So we kicked out a few Pro Bowl ideas for the Pro Bowl. I think it was after we watched the match with uh, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. And I was completely in love with that concept, like just seeing those guys' personality. Anyways, they threw a golf tournament onto the Pro Bowl. As far as I know, I guess I haven't looked at like Anything, I just see it from like the Peyton Manning, Eli Manning commercials. But it sounds like, you know, they're not even playing a game, which I think is great. Like we don't need to to see that fake football game where nobody really wants to play too hard because they don't want to hurt somebody. They don't want to get hurt. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the uh, the Pro Bowl did something right. It's. It's going to be much better. I, I just want to see these guys' personality. I want to see these guys drink beers. I want to see these guys bowl. I want to see these guys do other shit like where their personality just more shines, like where they're kind of like out of their element. And I, I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think that you could run, I mean, 50 different little events that would be interesting. You know, so uh, it was like the – it's not the quarterback club, but they used to do like a quarterback's competition at one point too, where just all the pro bowl guys would be like, how far can you throw a ball? Like just dumb. Yeah. Shit. And I think that, I think that would be fun. And you just have them all mic'd up and like what they're saying. Now, if you could get it like unedited versions of that, would it be even better with beer or like, yeah, other stuff, but like, they're going to like, I would imagine that, when they talk to each other, they talk to each other the way we talk to each other. And at times they're dropping F bombs and stuff like that. So if you're putting it on network television, it doesn't run as well. Yeah. Yeah. You apparently can't have that for some reason, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it is kind of cyclical because even like when we thought we had like a genius idea, it was just like ideas. We, I think the golf tournament and playing like other sports, is semi new but the pro bowls we watched as kids were you know brett Favre, like you said just chucking the ball as far as he can um yeah and which i enjoyed i I enjoyed watching stuff like that especially as a kid um yeah like they should have listened they should have like these things there's no like I, i think that there'd be There'd be a lot of interest in even watching like a poker game or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think like if you just did like a bar Olympics, that would yeah. be good. Call who's the who's the guy who runs bar Olympics? Uh, he was on the voice. 
I have no clue. Country guy, shit. I've only seen commercials for it. Blake Shelton, okay. I think, runs the Bar Olympics. He's got a TV show. Or something. Bring him in. Have him run the... Uh, I did, the not know the, did not know that was a show. All right, next one. Rogers Palooza. Um, still way too many people talking about Rogers getting traded. Is he going to get traded? Is he not going to get traded? What is he worth? What are we going to get? And I think we're in the camp. Sit back, wait, see what happens. Whatever happens, happens, and then go from there. So I'm starting to get pissed off with the um, – so Aaron Rodgers is either going to be a Packer, going to be traded, or going to retire to eat. I hate it. Stop fucking doing it. It's driving me crazy. Like, yeah. Of course that's what he's going to fucking do. Those are – Well, yeah, the, the joke's the joke's done. <laughs> yeah. yeah that the joke was spent. done like two and a half, three years ago, I think. Yeah, this, this horse has been beat. It is dead. It's – we're good. Just just let's wait and see it. By probably by mid March, he's gonna have a decision made. And then the next two. So yeah, uh just reiterate, we're pretty much steadfast. We'll see what happens. We'll believe it once we see it. We'll go from there. Um, and we are we are we are comfortable either way, I think. I think yeah. No, I Roger mean, stays, we're very happy. And if Jordan Love becomes the next starter for the Packers, we're hoping to see what we saw out of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, yeah, excited to see what the future brings. Yep. All right. Next up, we got uh, the the old man retires. Tom Brady decides to hang it up. I feel like this is about the same time of year he hung it up last year, though, and then came back. So. I would yeah. imagine he put a little bit more thought into it this time around. Yeah, I know it's it's been out there getting covered everywhere I stepped into in public. Uh, had it on a TV if it had TV stuff in there, but I mean, great career, uh, you know, all time great career probably the best quarterback that's ever played the game. Uh, in my opinion, I'll give it to him. I think he did it. Uh, probably did it when he beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, but then definitely did it when the, the second time. Wait, no. Yeah, the second time he beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. But then once once the Bucks beat the Packers and then went on to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I was just like, there's something. There's something to it. Um, yeah, but I mean, if he, if he retired, it's, I think he's got another year in him, but another thing that I, it doesn't entertain me too much to just be kicking around like conspiracy theories about, oh, maybe he's not going to retire. Maybe he's going to retire. I guess we'll, we'll see it once the season comes or right. in my opinion. is. Yeah. I, uh, I just feel like this was similar time frame. Doesn't yeah. seem like it. It was much different on the time frame. Actually, it probably it was probably later last time because it was after the Super Bowl. I thought last time. Yeah, a little bit earlier, and who knows? Like, I I just feel like so. I will get into some of this stuff. It's just like, is he a free agent? Do you know? 
Like, I believe so. Yeah, I think that's why he kind of like said goodbye to the the uh, Buccaneers like press corps or whatever. Oh, okay. So I think so. So, so yeah. Well, we'll see it when it actually happens. I think a guy like that has a lot of fire, but like maybe he knows something. You know, we don't know that there's something like lingering or yeah, anything. Yep, but, for sure. But that will lead to my spicy meatball. So with that being said about like Tom Brady being great, my spicy meatball is going to be like, if you spent your whole time watching Tom Brady's career, trying to exit in some way or take shit away from him and just not appreciate the greatness that was put on the field. I feel like this happens to LeBron James a lot too, is people just keep trying to take away from these all-time great people that we get to watch throughout basically our whole lifetime. Um, you're just an asshole. Like there's something wrong with you. Like you can, you cannot like Tom Brady. You cannot like LeBron James, but like, if you can't recognize that they were actually great at what they do and you just have to find everything like with uh, LeBron James is lost in the finals so many times. And Tom Brady had uh, Adam Vinatieri kick a field goal to win the game. Uh, whatever his name is, pick the ball off at the goal line. Uh, this thing got lucky. This thing got lucky. This thing got lucky. Like if you need to take away from like everything that he did, I mean, I feel bad for you. Like if, if that's the way you looked and like, you just didn't get to the point where you were like, cause don't get me wrong. I, I was in that camp for a while. Like I was like, I, I don't want to be better than Brett Favre. So I'm going to take away from all of his things. But then it just eased into the point. And I was like, ah, shit, I'm watching greatness. Like, I might as well appreciate it while I watch it. So, yeah, for sure. I think, I think that you have to appreciate what some of these guys, and honestly, even if he is better than Brett Favre, does like, does that matter? Does that mean Brett Favre wasn't good? It mattered to me at a point in time. But yeah, I think like with age, it's come maybe some wisdom. I, I don't know. Probably probably not too much wisdom. But, um, yeah, I, I guess it doesn't anymore. But I needed that to be broken for it to be. And then, like, Peyton Manning broke it. Then this broke it. Then, then like, you know, time goes on. It was my, uh, my first great quarterback heartbreak uh, that there was someone better. Yeah, so I guy. definitely – I definitely felt the same way that I didn't want other guys to be better than the Packers quarterbacks, right? So I want the Packers quarterbacks to be the greatest in the history of the game, for sure. There's probably still a little bit of me that feels that way, but I know that Brett Favre was a great quarterback and Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, no matter what other players do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like everybody wants to say, well, who's better? Who's better? Who's better? Who's better? They're all fucking really, really, really good. And yeah, can you maybe have an argument like, oh, you know, uh, Tom Brady's better than Peyton Manning because Tom Brady won more championships or whatever. Yeah, I guess you can sit down and have that argument, but there's going to be the argument that um, Peyton Manning changed what offenses were in the NFL, and that's what makes him greater. Um, So I think 
you can go back from every generation and just say, well, this guy's better because they didn't throw the ball this as much then, and they could play real defense. And like, game, and I've mentioned this on here before, the game builds on the game, and every generation is probably better than the last. And does that make those guys from the past like obsolete or like not good? No. So because without Michael Jordan, LeBron James probably doesn't exist. And without Dr. J, Michael Jordan probably never exists. It's probably like just a piece you have to like in order to develop into something greater than what Dr. J was, you had to at least see what Dr. J was. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I guess I will say like, I I agree with that completely, but I still do enjoy, like, I think I could have fun ranking like my top 10 quarterbacks and then trying to put these into some sort of like my brain's algorithm of like why I would explain what I would explain. And it'd be like, you know, Tom Brady's got all the records, all the trophies do it like this. And then my next guy, shit, I, I don't even know who I would say, maybe Peyton Manning. And it's because of this. And then it was like Joe Montana, Brett Favre, like, yep. and like the reasons why, but it, it just doesn't make me take away. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you said that very well, but I still do have fun, like arguing this stuff. And I'm not saying like you're a dick. If you, if you have your reason, like why you think Joe Montana is better and it's, you just don't have to be like, well, Tom Brady got lucky. Like he was lucky. So yeah. If you, that's, yeah, if you, that's like why he was. Yeah. Lucky. Right. If you can't recognize that he's in that tier, that you have to at least discuss him as yeah. one of the greatest. If you just dismiss him because of, I don't know, Spygate or something like that, that happened one year or, you know, the inflated footballs or something like that. If you're going to just say, well, he cheated. So now he's a cheater and he'll never like, he can't be in the top. Fuck off. Like he's still fucking yeah. great. Yeah. I, and I think uh, we missed a hot in the street with, and, and let's not get into him too much because we're getting to the end, but like the MLB Hall of Fame shit is, they're they're stuck on the cheating. But I think that, that'll be a, yeah. a good topic for Mike to go off next one. But I, I think we can, I think we can finish with hot in the streets there. I did have an extra segment, but. I think we can save that when we do have less to talk about once, once the football yep. season's over. I, I would agree. Um, thank you guys for listening. So if you actually tuned into the live event, we, we appreciate it. I guess it's not an event. It's just a live show. Um, I think Pat's kind of trying to look to see if there was anybody actually there. I that- don't even know how to right now. I, th- I think I could figure it out, but I'm not going to do it live. So we'll check it afterwards. I don't think anybody did, though. But I did see like a thumbs up come up on the screen one time. And yeah, so maybe we had out. one early and that was it. They're like, you guys are terrible, but I'll give you a like just so you like don't feel yeah. too bad. Something like that. Uh, anyway, we appreciate you guys all listening. Um, we enjoy doing this shit. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Vikings Uncensored podcast. Uh, it was awesome having you guys on at the beginning of the year. It's terrible to have to put on a Vikings t-shirt now. Um, it's better that it's the Vikings Uncensored and not just 
a Viking shirt. I don't know if I could deal with just a straight Viking shirt, but um, we appreciate you guys like having the gamble with us in the, in the bet. And next year we'll, we'll win for sure. I got no doubts. Um, as far as our listeners go, thank you guys very much. I'm going to let Pat run us out. Yes. Thank you. We love you guys. Appreciate the support. And for all you suckers that are doubting the Bucks, the Brewers, the Packers, what am I missing? The Brewers, Badgers. the Badgers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Beat em. All of them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.